Hello, my name is Ernie Vecchio, author, trauma psychologist, and mentor, inviting you to join me on the Heart is Compass podcast. As is always the case, the path forward is inward. I will see you on the inside. Well, I've been spending time, I haven't read the whole thing because I'm kind of jumping around in your book. Some things like the, the chapter on feelings and emotions, just reading that and trying to wrap my mind around it, it's almost like, how would I put it? Like, it's just so conditioned, I think, to have emotions kind of be at the forefront. I don't think just for me. I think for lots of people. And so reading that chapter, it's like trying to um, imagine the experience of having it not be that way. It's almost like there's this set groove inside of my mind or inside of my conditioning challenging that. Challenging that we're at the mercy of our emotions or what? I'm challenging the truth. You're writing about it. I'm one of the few that is making the distinction between feeling and emoting, and there's a lot of people that wouldn't agree with that distinction. I do it just for the simplicity of it. Feeling and sensing, to me, are kind of the same thing, where emoting is tied to a memory and a a feeling and a thought, and there's a bunch of pieces that make an emotion. But a feeling, particularly if it's in the present moment, which to me it kind of always is, is really just the sensation. And remember why I'm doing that. I'm doing that so that I can give the human spirit station mm-hmm. in, in this mind-body-spirit idea that to say that you become mean-spirited when you get your feelings hurt is totally different than saying that you become mean-spirited because you got your emotions hurt. That wouldn't fit. At least it doesn't fit to me. Mm-hmm. The way it fits is that because I got my feelings hurt, I am now emotional. Said differently, without the hurt feelings, I wouldn't know that I am spirited. It took me a long time to figure out how I was going to talk about soul and spirit, you know, and keep it out of religion. Yeah. That's how I solved the problem is, is that, well, for me, the distinction between spirited and spiritedness and spiritual and spirituality had to somehow all be tied to the same thing, mm-hmm. which is feeling, which is how I started, meaning I wasn't a thinking animal mm-hmm. for two, you know, for two plus years. I was a feeling, sensing, becoming animal. And so that's how I separated those two. And again, I'm kind of making that up, but that's part of what hypothetical thought problems are, you know. When you look at the human experience, you kind of have to play around with ideas and concepts and perceptions like that to kind of say, okay, what works, what has continuity, what doesn't, and so, yeah. It's it's such an important piece to the human experience. One question I had around that chapter, you said reacting versus reenactment. What, because I still, in my mind, I look at reacting being emotional. Mm-hmm. And see, and I think people think that because what they're really thinking is trigger. If you're triggered, the implication would be that you are reacting, when in actuality you are reenacting that which is triggered. So that's why it's confusing. People have the word trigger tied to the word reaction, 
And I think also behavior tied to the word reaction. Mm-hmm. When we're just talking about sensation here, we're not talking about behaving. That's later. That's emotional behaving. And in my mind, I do have that kind of all tied together that reacting is still acting. It's still an action. And mm-hmm. that that action is emotional. Where feeling, to me, it's not so action oriented or behavior oriented. It's more of a inside um, experience. Mm-hmm. And when I'm in a feeling place, there's like a pause and maybe a response. And that doesn't feel emotional, feels very conscious, awake rather than that trigger. It's just the the words, I guess, that to me react. Well, react certainly means immediately, where mm-hmm. reenact means past tense. Mm-hmm. And so it's not immediate. It's a regressed deja vu kind of thing. The only reason to look at the distinction between the two is really so that we know that we have a choice in a given moment if we're going to be present with whatever it is we're feeling or if we're going to be emotional with whatever it is we're feeling, which is past tense. To me, it's a space-time problem as much as it is a dimensional problem. You can be thrown back into the past. You cannot be thrown forward. And you can stay present, but you can be pulled out of present and not into the future, but always towards the past. There really is a past, present, time, space, dimensional problem. Mm-hmm. Psychology calls it regression. I'm calling it reenactments, deja vus. The stress people call it PTSD. Whatever throws you in the past that activates the images, that then stimulates the thoughts, that creates the emotion that is not right now is what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And many of us live that way. I mean, in this roller coaster yeah. back and forth kind of thing. I don't even realize that we are actually. And kind of my way of uh, coping with that or dealing with that is to slow everything down and to Mm -hmm. um, kind of be mindful, um, you know, moment to moment. That's my way of coping with what I'm coming in contact with so that I can respond or react from the present moment rather than... Yeah, and because you're slowing everything down, you have plenty of time. Even if you make the wrong choice, uh, you've still got plenty of time in that uh, reaction, reenactment kind of thing. seems like the only thing that I have true control over. I don't Mm -hmm. have control over what anybody else says or does or what might happen when I'm out and about living my life. I don't have any control over any of that. What I do have control over is staying mindful and present so that whatever I'm coming in contact with, that I'm responding from a present day place. The experience that I was having reading the chapter was that we are very conditioned to believe the emotions. 
to believe my emotions as if that's the truth. And what the chapter is saying is feeling-based. It felt like there's this groove or this rut in my way of being in the world or my way of thinking that that chapter was challenging, bringing it to my attention. That's conditioning. The way you are experiencing your life is based on the conditioning of the world we live in. And that conditioning is that emotions are trusted a lot more and believed a lot more than our feelings. Because we talk about emotional maturity or emotional intelligence, we don't call it feeling maturity or Mm -hmm. feeling intelligence. No. Instead, we use the word spiritual to capture feeling. So we have spiritual intelligence and spiritual maturity. And that's really all I've done. I've substituted the word spiritual for feeling. And again, I'm doing that to keep you in this idea as you're reading the book that you are what you were first. Mm -hmm. And what you became after was an adaptation. You're not either or. You now are both a spiritual and a psychological animal. And neither one of those is a wrong thing. In fact, you're perfect by design. What's imperfect is your not being awake to the maladaptions you might have made. It is the psychological animal. The needle turns in art, compass heart. Do you ever get the feeling it's pointing to the start? Something so much bigger. So much better.